You're listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. You ever think about if you were uh, now? Forget about the logistics of how this was happening. Forgotten you know, the whole the whole thing about like you know I'm stranded in an island. You only get like one movie to take with you. What would that movie be? No holds barred. No. <laughs> Joe, this is a Wait, serious. Do I question. get a TV too to this play is, it? On? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what oh, okay. I'm saying. For, <laughs> I'm imagine like, I, people are always like, if you're stranded on a desert island, you can only have one album. What do you? I'm like, imagine that you're on. Well, the, whatever one I have that fits whatever like player I have. Imagine dude. you're on the lost island where there's a little bit of technology. You've got a, ah. some computer monitor. But you can only take one movie with you, and it's going to be on loop. Uh, Wow, dude, that's really tough. Yeah? Because there are three. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I have to pick one of them. And it can't just be like a movie that you love, because some movies that I love, I don't want to see I don't want to watch over and over and over again. But like a movie like The Big Lebowski... Like, would you ever get tired? I mean, yes. you get tired of any movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. That one's pretty tough. I don't know, dude. Okay. Scott Pilgrim, so perhaps? Either, either, okay, that's one of them. Yeah. Scott Pilgrim. It's one. Uh, Empire it's one Strikes too. Back. See, that's not one that I want to watch oh, dude, forever watch and Empire ever. Empire Strikes Back forever and ever. Uh, uh, Mad Max Fury Road. Oh. I could watch over and now, over again. that's not a bad. That's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, that's a tough one to pick, man. Yeah. It really is rough. You got to go with it. I do have to go with a comedy, I think. And I think I'll. Yeah, because you don't want to be stuck on a desert island and be like fucking saving Private Ryan. Jesus. (laughs) The accused. Oh, God. We need to steer clear of whoever is like the accused. (laughs) That fucking. That part on the pinball machine? Hilarious. We can't be friends. (laughs) Uh, Show you the door. I don't know, man. Probably. Probably Empire Strikes Back. Wow. I'd probably go with Empire Strikes Back. There you go. That's because it has funny parts to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's got something that's deep. It's emotional. Uh, there's some self-discovery. There's some downer stuff to it, but it also ends with a little bit of hope. So yeah. it's like, okay, I could do that. What would happen if you were on that island so long you forgot how it ended? And then you're like, where does it, how do they how, get Han how would, how would I be on the island so long if I forgot if it's the only movie I have? Well, you're If slowly... I'm watching it on a loop over and over again, how do I forget how it ends? B- because you've seen Empire so many times that you, you can't recall Jedi anymore. Do you, oh, do you mean like how the whole saga ends? Yes, yes, oh, that's okay. what I'm saying. Like, yeah, that where does it go pretty, from that'd there? That'd be pretty wild. Well, how do we get Han? <laughs> as, <laughs> as, uh, Dude, you saw Lando Solo. You went and saw Solo, right? Finally yeah. saw it, yeah, Okay, man. so thoughts. Um, it, it, man, I feel like we need to save because one of for my, its own episode. One of my big critiques. Uh, no, no, not for its own episode. Just uh, for a non-spoiler part of the episode. Okay, maybe should we? Can we'll I, can we'll I say cut it this we'll to the end. Put it at the end. Yeah. Let's okay, listener, you, you haven't seen Solo. You don't want anything spoiled for you. So low, 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 low. You can low, tune out low. after the song plays at the end. Which, by the way. I didn't realize it. I was re-listening to our Scooby-Doo episode. Apple bottom jeans. Listening for some highlights. Wookies with the fur. And with we, the fur. We never pointed out the fact that the song, the song that we... <laughs> just got that. Sorry, I was so busy barreling along my own train of thought. I just tuned you out, man. Um, but um, And I've tuned myself out. What was I saying? At the end of the... The, the end of Scooby every Day. episode uh, of, our, of our podcast... We have a song talking about Scooby Snacks. Yeah, Scooby Snacks. And we didn't mention it once. Robin Banks on our Scooby Doo episode. Did we have to? I mean, it's kind of on the nose. Kind of a missed opportunity, (laughs) though. Guys, by the way, (laughs) listen to the end of the podcast. It's not that. It's just like we go from saying, hey, thanks for listening to our Scooby Doo episode, and then here's a song talking about Scooby Snacks. Running around, Robin Banks, all whack on a Scooby Snack. You've been listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. It's fucking gold. There you go. The episode's over. (laughs) And edit. (laughs) 
All right. Yeah, there we go. So we got that out of the way. Thank you. And 25 uh, minutes later, <laughs> stick around to the end to hear some hot solo talk. Mm. Hey, man, do you see any other good movies lately? Uh, what did you do this weekend? What, what have I seen? Did I, did I see anything new? Uh, did I tell you, like, Sarah and I went and saw that Ruth Bader Ginsburg movie. That oh. I told you that last week. RGB. Notorious RGB? The Notorious RGB. <laughs> uh, it was cool. Uh, that was that was a cool movie. Uh, a documentary or? A... Uh, yeah. 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 CNN Films documentary okay. about Ruth Bader Ginsburg. I wasn't sure if they, like, if they dramatized it. They recast Ruth. Who? R- Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Who's your Ruth Bader Ginsburg recast? Uh, it's going to be. Glenn uh, Close. No. <laughs> Maggie Gyllenhaal. Oh, oh, Maggie Smith. Yeah, Maggie Smith. There you go. <laughs> Will Smith. <laughs> uh, dude, you know, I was thinking back. We were talking about Men in Black last week, and we had talked <laughs> quite a about, bit. Actually, we had talked about uh, almost like, a whole episode. Our favorite work. Tommy Lee Jones role. Oh yeah. And I completely overlooked his voice work in Small Soldiers. Because oh, you had said, right. name me a movie that he seems like he's having this much fun in. Yeah. And I'll tell you, dude, he sounds like he's having a blast doing that Chip Hazard well, yeah, voice. Probably, yeah, probably had to uh, work two days. Two days. Didn't have to get dressed it's or makeup. Right. Dude, let me tell you, someone who didn't sound like they were having fun doing voice work, Morgan Freeman in the Lego movie. <laughs> All right. And he didn't do half as much as Tommy Lee Jones did in that. Is he coming back, do you think, for I Lego don't think movie so. too? I that? don't think he is. I didn't see the trailer yet, but I didn't see him in it at all. Mm, yeah, probably not. <laughs> From what I hear, he did not have a good time. Listen, uh, I, I say this with um, with with great love and respect for the man. Um, I, I don't want this to happen. But when is he going to die? Well, I feel like he's been the same age he's been for like the last thirty years. He's had a, a, hasn't he had a, a few people come up against him now with some sexual harassment? Oh no, Morgan yeah. Freeman. Yeah, everybody just how, just yeah. like a house of cards. Yeah, man. Ironically, it's it, it finally coming. Coming for the man. John Lasseter, you hear about that? Yeah, dude, fuck him. Leasing... Oh, why, why, Wait, what, what happened with John? John? What happened well, with he's John being, well, he's, he's being framed. He's being for forced murder? Out, of, uh, out of Pixar. Oh. Uh, he's sticking around to the end of the year to leave, but it sounds like it was for some inappropriate hugging or something. Of who, Jennifer Aniston? Very, uh, I don't know, other Pixar employees. Oh, sounds man. Weird. I know. Never meet your heroes. Don't meet, Well, I mean, never... <laughs> Never jerk off your heroes. <laughs> um, that ship sailed. <laughs> cut that out, Jeff. <laughs> All right. So, no, I, I don't think I, I don't think I saw anything. I was going to go see uh, Isle of Dogs last night. Oh, is it still playing? I was, well, it's at the Dollar Theater. Mm, Joel. Mm, mm, I understand. <laughs> well, <laughs> I won't go see that. Scoff. Uh, no, I, I don't think I've, uh, I don't think I've checked out anything. Jen and I so. checked out uh, Game Night. Yeah, I, I, saw, I saw that back when it was in the theater. How great is that? It's a fun movie, it's man. It's so funny. Yeah, dude. Oh, man. It was, I, I was really scared because I think that was like a February release. Yes, it was. I was like, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. How, and it ended up delighting the fuck. So that clever. That fucking scene in the, in the fucking room with the, the, <laughs> the, the, the fucking blood. Or it was it the what, dog? The, the dog. He drips oh dog, my blood on the dog. Fucking god! Spoiler alert! And he's trying to clean everything off. Oh my god! And then the Jesse dying. Plemons character <laughs> playing yes. the, the neighbor cop. I fucking love that guy now, he's man. So good. I hadn't seen him in anything, and now I saw him in that episode of Black Mirror. And uh, every time he's on screen in that movie, I just start giggling. <laughs> he's so I funny. just start fucking giggling. Did you stick around for the endings? Uh, no, I didn't. Oh, there's two. Uh, to post credit. Oh no! Yeah, listener, when you see Game Night, and you should. It's a good date uh, movie, by the yeah, way. Yeah, it is. Um, stick around. Make sure. <laughs> I regretted seeing it by myself. Oh yeah. Oh well. What are you gonna do? Um, this is the editing bay hey. on the Next Wave Radio Network. My name's Joe. Mine's Joel. This is where we come to talk about movies. Sometimes good movies. Sometimes they're bad movies. No matter what the case. Every week we'll watch a movie and then come back here and talk about it with each other, uh, dissect it, tear it apart, find out what it did right, what it did wrong, and then see if we could put it back together again. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, and uh, we invite you, our lovely Editing Bay listeners, to take part in the discussion. Go to uh, Facebook dot com slash editing bay or just put editing bay in the search function find that image of the woman with the bleeding eyes and click on that and that's where you could talk back to us uh and take part in uh in our weekly movie talk and uh this week it's uh it's we're celebrating father's day father's day is coming up this weekend and what a lovely uh (laughs) father-son film that you've chosen for us to i had a lot of options you want to go have a catch (laughs) i had a lot of options catch a movie we could have done field of dreams yeah could have done empire strikes back appropriate hey could have done indiana jones and the last crusade Mm. uh tron legacy kingdom of the crystal skull kingdom of the crystal skull (laughs) also a father's son story so many movies we could have done about fathers and sons but i decided to kind of uh but no i wanted to go the road less traveled joel Mm -hmm. and uh what i picked was i think this is from 1983? Not only is this the road less traveled, but like they have they have erected orange cones around it. Like <laughs> it is it is underwater. They have stopped tarring it. This road is closed. Yes, but you know what? We are treading that path, ladies and yeah, gentlemen. Yeah, we are. Uh, we're taking a look at at close range. That's right. Starring Sean Penn, Christopher Walken, uh, Chris Penn. Yeah. And uh, Mary Stuart Masterson is in this movie. David Strathairn. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, star-studded. Kiefer Sutherland shows up. Little Kiefer Sutherland. Crispin Glover. (laughs) And... uh, Hey, man. And the henchman from Batman. (laughs) (laughs) That number one... uh, You. Oh, my number one one guy. That guy shows up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bob. Bob the Joker's goon. Yeah, pretty much playing the same part, kind Uh, of. (laughs) So, yeah, this this is a movie about a... uh, uh, a, a a guy, his name's Brad Senior. Based on a true story, by the way. Based on a true story, mm-hmm. he uh, he runs kind of a a, a criminal outfit, a, a mob, if you will. Yeah, uh, but and, not like with Tommy guns and no. uh, moving lots of drugs or cocaine. No. Just kind of like a small town, boosting safes and yeah, exactly. tractors. Yeah, petty crime <laughs> and uh, and, Slight, and a dusting of murder. And, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's where things go wrong, Joel. Yes, uh, they but, do. But he ends up uh, through. Uh, through the course of the story, his son, played by Sean Penn, ends up kind of staying with him and getting involved in his business, and then he uh, kind of brings his brother, played mm-hmm. by Chris Penn, into mm-hmm. it as well. Uh, and things don't end up good. It, no. it doesn't end good for just about anybody no. in this movie. It's, it's, a, it's a tragedy mm-hmm. of Shakespearean... Proportions? Thank you. Yeah. Um, so, okay, had you ever heard of this movie before? <laughs> no. No? <laughs> Uh, it came out in 1986. Was it 1986? Yeah. Okay, I, was, I thought it was before then. Not allowed to see R-rated movies back then. <laughs> oh, gosh. Not until okay. the 90s. Not until 2010. <laughs> <laughs> then I finally got to see all of the R-rated movies. Pulp Fiction. Oh. Uh, yeah, I uh, I had seen this a long time ago. In theaters? No. With no, your no, dad? No, no. Uh, I think with my father. <laughs> yeah, it was a special Father's Day moment. Yeah. Uh, no, but I, I think I had seen this like on HBO or Showtime or Sounds something back right. in the day. Like mm-hmm. a... Uh, because the um, the soundtrack was very familiar to me. <laughs> yeah, you think <laughs> it was very. Well, I and, and I need to. Uh, I'm going to put all the cards on the table right now. Here. All right. The reason I kind of came across this movie oh. is because I'm currently writing another script. Oh, and uh, it's a uh, a jukebox musical, kind of like my, my oh, radio yeah. musical, but this time it's about pirates. Uh, mm. But they're playing, they're they're singing and performing a lot of like modern songs and stuff. Pirates are to, in this to year. To tell the story. I like Pirates it. are in this year. <laughs> uh, and one of those songs, I started going through songs and trying to figure out like what would convey this, what would be perfect for this. And I came across a Madonna song called Live to Tell. Yeah. And I read the lyrics and I was like, this is perfect 
for one of my characters. I really want to use this. And so I listened to it, and while I was listening to it, I was like, this sounds really... Like, <laughs> besides the point of the fact that like this song was obviously played on the radio a bunch back when I was a kid, sure. there was something else. And so I kind of looked up, I was like, "Is this mo- was this song in a movie? And Wikipedia did it, and it was. And so I was like, okay, what is this that close range movie about? And I started watching clips. I was like, I've seen this fucking movie it just before. Brought back a wave yeah, of it, memories. It really did. Uh, and so that's kind of where this, the genesis of deciding to do this movie mm-hmm. here on the podcast. Um, oh, if, there you if go. If you're unfamiliar with uh, Live to Tell by Madonna, this is, uh, you could you could either listen to this or you could just watch the first half hour of this film. Honestly, the first, uh, the whole movie yeah. <laughs> is scored with this song. Yeah. Uh, or just go to YouTube and listen to the song. That's true. Well, here it comes. Yeah. It's my father. <laughs> but are you going to sing it for us, too? No, no. I, lo- I love pause it well you, before that happens. Your, your, your words, your surrogate words that you put <laughs> to this song. I don't know to the tell the song. And all the things have gone. Will I get the shot in the head and then <laughs> drown in the water instead? Yes, is the answer. It will burn inside of me. But you don't get to the lyrical part of the song until, until the very end the of fucking the... credits. Yeah. But they're teasing you with it the whole time. They use That song is the score of the entire movie. That song and nothing else. But Joe. it's done either with a synthesizer mm-hmm. or maybe with a guitar at some point. Bow, maybe a little bow, more upbeat as the bow. kids are playing in the water and Tick-a-tick swimming and stuff. But not that it's bad. It no. works for the movie. It's not distracting. A little repetitive, maybe. It, uh, yeah. Repetitive in the fact that we are used to now filmmaking where characters have themes. Mm-hmm, right. And we don't have a character theme. We just have a story theme. That works throughout. Uh, I'm fine with that. It's just that like there's no, there's literally like no other score. Big swaths of this film are are in silence. Yeah, or, or you know, minimal dialogue. This is a this is a slow burn. It is a, this is a, a plodding film. It's a slow burn. Um, what did you think of the performances from our from our primary? Cast, the performances are great. Cast performances are great. Christopher Walken is is better than he's ever been. I mean, this is one of his earlier roles. But, yeah, it is. Uh, you can see why it kind of just. I don't know if this propelled him into stardom. Or did Deliverance come out first? He wasn't in Deliverance. What's the film I'm thinking of? Are you All right. um, Christopher Walken? Shit. Now. shit. The Deer Hunter? Wasn't yes, he? he was in the Deer you. Hunter. Deer Hunter. I'm getting that confused. Mm-hmm. Very, I think very Deer Hunter films. came out before this. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, and he was, I think he was nominated for an Oscar for that one, uh, if he didn't win it. Yeah. Uh, but I, I really, I'm not a huge Sean Penn fan. In no, film. I'm not either, especially in his later work. Yeah, I liked him a lot in this. I, I liked him. I liked Chris Penn, even though Chris Penn kind of reminded me of uh, um, what's his name, Marshall from so, uh, How I Met Your Mother. Oh Jason yeah, Jason Siegel. Siegel. He was kind of like he looked a little like Jason Siegel, except but, skinnier. But he was like real goofy and doofy. But he looked too old to be as naive as he was. Yeah, if that makes any sense. I, I don't know. Compared to the Chris Penn that that I knew later on, like the Reservoir Dogs, Chris Penn. Chris Penn like, wasn't. Oh, the, oh yeah, he yeah, was. I well, thought he was like Sean Penn. Two hundred pounds overweight. Yeah. Quit pointing um, that gun at my fucking dad. He seemed pretty young and uh, and svelte. Yeah, that that happened quick. It was like right after this, he did Footloose. Oh yeah, <laughs> he was the cowboy in Footloose, <laughs> uh, and even then he had put on a few pounds. Huh? Uh, all right, so I I really dug Chris Penn in this movie. Yeah, uh, it, it definitely is one of those movies where the actors are like twenty five year olds 
trying to portray 18-year-old kids. I'm fine with that. It, it works. Talent pool was a little more shallow for, it, uh, for child actors back in the day. It was. Uh, Especially for such heavy performances that they're being asked to give. For, for everybody. Ooh, damn. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Walken's great, Sean Penn's great, and uh, Mary Stuart Masterson. Nice, uh, subtle performance mm-hmm. from her. Oh, yeah. Very nuanced. Yeah. All of them. Uh, I, um, <laughs> it's, it's so funny, like this, a sign of the times where Sean Penn shows up. He's driving the square of town or whatever, mm-hmm. and he, he finds his brother and, and uh, Crispin Glover hanging out outside yeah. of a store. And uh, they try to get a guy to buy them some gin. That's right. And the guy's like, no. And he keeps their money, keeps the gin. And so Sean Penn just slowly climbs on yes. the guy's car. Yeah. And is like, no, we're Very not getting off the car. And so the dude's like trying to drive to get him off there. Drives around the block a couple of times. And Chris Penn's like rips his fucking windshield wiper up. Yeah, Sean Penn. That's going to happen the entire fucking episode. <laughs> okay. uh, so he, Brad, Brad Jr. There you go. He, he takes the fucking windshield wiper off. He's got it in his mouth. And finally the guy's like, okay, kid. Here's your $5. Here's your $5 and the gin. Get off my car. Man, kid, you're crazy. And then just dries off. I'm like, what? Why don't you just drive past the police department? I'm sure they're going to stop the kid that like they'll, they'll they'll stop that kid from being on top of your fucking car. Yeah, but then you have to tell the story. Well, why were they? Why did they, they want five dollars back? Well, because I was going to buy them illegal. Alcohol. They asked me to buy them alcohol legally, so I kept the money. All right, and then the cops Doesn't, could be like, okay, we'll give them back the money, and you get the fuck off his car. Doesn't make him look very good. Uh, not giving them the gin <laughs> makes him look fine. Uh, you know, but keeping their money doesn't. Okay. No. All right. All right. It just that scene needed to set up that Sean Penn uh, wasn't going to let anybody push him around. Was going to stand up for uh, for him and his brother. Going to do the right thing. Yeah. Family. (laughs) Me me familia. Um. So they uh, Brad Junior. Has a stepfather that we only see once. Yep. Just in that first scene. Just in that first scene. He and uh, and Chris Penn. Are drunk off a of Colt forty five, smoking a lot of reefer too. Smoke a lot of a lot weed. Of weed. This should have been man. our four twenty movie yeah. instead of our Father's Day movie, man. A lot of weed smoking going so on. He gets in a fight with his stepfather, who kicks him out of the house. That's right, and so he wouldn't uh, turn the TV off. Yeah, and someone's so, got to work in this house. <laughs> and look, man, I've been living here for four years before you. You've been here for three months, so I'm not gonna fucking turn off the TV. <laughs> He just gets fucking torn, like thrown out of the fucking the trailer home that he's living in. That was something that was kind of glamorized back then too, in that like the mid to late eighties. What living in like, trailer homes? There was always like there were always these people like living in trailer homes. I don't know if you remember the movie uh, The Legend of Billy Jean with Helen Slater. Oh yeah, but they were living in a trailer home too, and like backwoods rednecks. Like they they were ever making movies about like just fucking white trash redneck kids right. that had to get back at somebody. Uh, was was that was that us at the time? Like, was that the country? Is that where we were? I, I don't know about you, man. It it kind of was my existence. I didn't personally live in a trailer home, but uh, spent many a time in one. A lot of my a lot of my friends, yeah, were in uh, were in trailer parks. I don't think I ever. Beeville, Texas. I don't think I've ever been in a yeah. in a trailer park home. It's an experience. You should go once. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I should go once. <laughs> you know what? I think I'm gonna I'll move the baby and Sarah out of the house. No, just buy a ticket. You get the four hour pass. <laughs> you don't need ticket. to don't you don't need to buy the four day park pass. Uh-uh. Just 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 do the one. You oh. Can, Oh, I thought you meant like just actually go to a trailer park and like knock on someone's door and be like, "Hey, man, can I can I hang out here for it's, the day?" It's, it's like Disney World, except not as fun. But you can go there and kind of, but see less it. hot. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. So Chris Penn, uh, I guess, calls his father. What? Well, so he doesn't know. Sean Penn. God damn it! <laughs> I wasn't going to correct you, but so Christopher, he doesn't know Christopher Watkins, his father, when he shows up. 
Like when they're at home, he's hanging out at the house and Christopher Walken comes knocking on the door and he lets himself in, which he does all the time. Yeah. Like Christopher Walken does not wait for someone to say, come on in. Yeah. He just fucking lets himself in. He does what he wants to in this film. Well, and it's funny because it reminds me of growing up like, wow, my family used to do that. Like when my aunts and uncles came over or whatever, they would just knock on the door and then just fucking let themselves in. We don't live in a society like that anymore. No, you got to keep your doors locked. Keep your doors locked. People don't just like stop by anymore. nest cams and ring doorbells. Like I need to be able to see you. And even then I don't want to talk to you. You better call before you come over to my house. Don't don't ever just like pull up and like... 15 minute warning. Hey, I was in the area. I thought I'd stop by. There's a stand-up comedian who does a bit about this and I can't remember his name right now, but he talks about how like, yeah, you know, people used to fucking you just you just stop by you would just visit yeah. and, and like that's just how the way it was now if someone knocks on the door you fucking hide uh, oh yes but that's like that is happening in this movie constantly someone's just knocking on the door letting themselves fucking yeah. in it is a nice portrait of like small town Americana yeah back in the 80s the, or, obviously they live near Amish country yeah uh, which I thought was supposed to be set in Pennsylvania touch. yeah so yeah Mm-hmm. I've driven through that Pennsylvania Amish country. Before. Really? That's where I got my first dog. Dude, when we were in Utah on our road trip a couple weeks ago. Brag. So, so, <laughs> is it a brag to say you're in uh, um, Utah? Johnny Utah. <laughs> um, we, we were making the corner and saw some actual Mormons. Like <gasps> like the kind that were like, you know, God dressed. God knows what I'd be without you. <laughs> Why'd you go love actually on me? No, that was big love. Oh, oh, I don't get it. Right <laughs> Big Love was the uh, the show on HBO. Was that take set in Mormon country? Yeah, that, the Bill Paxton show. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah. Never saw it. Wow. I don't get the extended it was, it was actually it was, it was pretty good. That's what I hear. Yeah. <laughs> okay, then. So Mormons in that one, then, huh? Yeah, so you saw... The, the, you saw, saw some Mormons. Some Mormons. I, I tried to get the camera out and okay. <laughs> took a picture. Mormons and Amish aren't the they same. They scurried They're not away. the same people. No, I know, but still, <laughs> something that you see pictures of... Dude, uh, driving... But, but to, you never experience it. Driving home from work today, I saw uh, two... Um, Black men? No, like... They, Jehovah, they, they're here. <laughs> Two uh, like Jehovah's Witness like, on bikes. Well, yes, they were, they were on walking? the bikes. Yeah. They were. They had the ties and, and the, the and the shirts. You don't and... see that shit anymore. Uh, yeah. Did, did I ever tell you the story about when <laughs> the the Jehovah Witnesses came over to my buddy Shannon's house? Mm. This is back in nineteen ninety seven, ninety eight. Free copy of the Watchtower. No, well, they tried. Um, <laughs> so they came to the door. All right, this is gonna be good. And uh, <laughs> they came to the door and they were like, "Hey, uh, my name is Elder Such and Such. I'm Elder S- Whatever. Hello. And I, I'm the <laughs> my one, name is Elder. I opened so. the I opened the door while because Shannon was in the bathroom. I opened the door and they're like, "Hey, I'm Elder. This I'm Elder. I was like, "Wow, you guys, you're both named Elder. That's funny. <laughs> and, so, and so I just let them tie. And they were like, "Have you? Uh, we were just wondering if you if you have found Jesus Christ. You heard the good news. And I was like, "What? Wait, he's missing." <laughs> And they're like, uh. and they kept trying. It. I was like, no, 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 guys, this is important news. Like, <laughs> we need to go find him. And they're like, no. I go, no, come on, uh. Shannon, we're getting in the car. They knocked and on we the get, wrong door. We get in the door. car. We we open the door. I'm like, Elder, come on, you too, Elder. No, we've got to we got to go find them. We got to find Jesus Christ. They're really committed to the joke. Oh yeah, yeah. Like we forced them to get in the car, and then we went to like Burger King, and we got them, we got them cheeseburgers. And no, stuff. I thought this story was going to end with you like beating them. No, oh no, 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 no. Them, we got them lunch, and then we drove back to the house. Copy of the watch and we were tower. like, no thanks. <laughs> wow! But we got them lunch. That's awesome. Yeah, that was that's my that's my my and whole story. Jehovah's Witness. Jehovah's Witness. Yeah, I get them all Je- Jehovah's Witness. That's right. Yeah, Your Church of Latter Day Saints is that the same? That's, that's the, same the same thing. thing. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that the Mormons though? Aren't because today they? is tomorrow is a Latter Day. <laughs> isn't the, it, isn't the the aren't they, they all the using? same thing? Listen, I don't know. I was raised Catholic. They're all. They're all <laughs> yeah, I was too. They're, they're all, all the same. They're all others. 
as far as we're concerned. <laughs> the others, the, it's a lost thing. Others, it's like the second lost reference you've made tonight. Yeah, a lost heavy episode. Of Man, the you, you've referenced lost more than fucking J.J. Abrams has in the wait, past ten years. <laughs> wait till we get to my recast. Yeah. Okay. Well, Looking forward to. It. So okay. Um, so he goes to stay with Brad Sr., mm-hmm. Christopher Walken. Christopher Walken. And, like, w- one of the first days, he goes hanging out with his dad. And they go to, like, one of those dirt-used car lots. Yeah. And Chris Walken pays... What, what does he pay? He pays, $500. He, oh, he pays $500 for a car. Mm-hmm. How much was the car originally? Uh, I can't remember what he said. Okay, because my like, notes was like, did he just pay 5000 And then he runs across the street to mm-hmm. another lot and sells it for 4600 4600 yeah. Okay, so he bought it for five hundred dollars cash. That's what it seemed like. Sold the car for forty six hundred. They were doing the laundry. Oh, let's see. They were laundering the money. Oh, Maybe it was okay. five thousand. That would make a little more sense. But I don't know why he would take less than what he asked for. I thought. I thought. Well, he was, if you're laundering the money, then that does make sense. I thought he was simultaneously laundering the money while making a huge profit. Yeah, but I don't know how you sell a five hundred dollar car for forty six hundred. Yeah, I, I don't know either. I wasn't really questioning it. I, I thought that it was funny though. He just he drove straight across Literally. the street. Yep. So that does make sense, though. If he's going to take a what a a forty dollar loss, then, yeah. then that's okay. <laughs> yeah, not bad. Uh, wait, All no, in that's, a day's not, work. that's not forty dollars. That'd be four hundred. Four hundred dollar loss. Yeah. Uh, Math. Yeah, it's it's something. Thank God I don't have to do it in my job. Oh wait. Uh, yeah. No. So uh, the relationship between Christopher Walken and Chris Penn is fine. Um, it's almost like his character from uh, Catch Me If You Can. Like if that I've never seen it. <gasps> yeah, I've never Coming seen. Coming soon to an episode of the anime. Oh my god! Well, Christopher Walken uh, is is uh, Leonardo DiCaprio's father, uh-huh. and kind of kind of similar. So could have done that for Father's Day. Oh, oh shit! Next year. Um, all right. So I guess one of my problems, guys. Long story short, too late. Too late. Uh, the uh, everything kind of goes to shit for for Sean Penn. Yeah, and uh, you know he he ends up. Uh, he and his brother start kind of getting embroiled with Christopher Walken. Follows and, him along on a, on a gig. And he realizes shit is starting to get a little too heavy, get a little too deep for well, me. Well, they murder they, that well, one well, guy. Straight up, dude. Fucking, there's always a Lester. There's yes. always a Lester He's in one even of these movies. The hat. There's always a fucking Lester who's like, Always talking way too loud about yep. fucking illegal shit he's done with a guy. Hey, when are you going to get me in on some of that action, man? Hey. Times are tough. Hey, Brad, when are you going to get me in on a caper? Yeah. When are you going to get me in on a job where we could caper. steal some... Like, he's straight up saying yeah, that in the in diner. diner. Straight up saying that in a diner where Christopher Walken has pulled a fucking gun out and just put it on the table. That's right. And uh, and he's always fucking... He's always beating down emotionally Chris Penn. Like, he is <laughs> always beating him down emotionally. Chris Penn's like... Touch it, and he's like, oh, man. Yeah, this is a really cool gun. You can never have it. That's my gun. It's my gun. Like He's always fucking just kind of, uh, oh, that's right. You're the bastard. Uh, that's my son. You're the bastard. That sucks, dude. Yeah, that right? Because Chris Penn, it lear- we, we learn, actually is a bastard. Uh-huh. Like, different father. Yeah, he's he, he Chris Walken isn't his dad. Nope. But he keeps calling him dad. He's like, dad. Yeah. Uh. So, but there's always a fucking Lester. So Christopher Walken's like, who you been talking to? You been talking to somebody? Get the fuck out of here, Lester. Get out of my face. He's like Fredo. Yeah. So And he wears the Fredo hat. Yep, that's what I'm so, saying. Yeah. So later he in the movie. dies the Fredo way. Chris Walken and his crew, uh, plus Sean Penn, mm-hmm. have pulled off a fucking job. Mm-hmm. 
and they see Lester at the restaurant, mm-hmm. and they, they point out earlier in the scene, like, it oh, is. look, there's that detective with his yep. wife. Mm-hmm. I guess he's got good taste in food. <laughs> and then Lester shows up and just sits down. And starts talking Still to him. wearing the same shit. Everybody wears the same shit. <laughs> it's the same outfit. Fucking all, every day, yeah. all day, wearing the same fucking clothes all the time. And Lester comes in, he sits down, and then this dumb motherfucker is hanging out by Christopher Walken's car afterwards. Afterwards. Because they made eye contact they and made he eye, knows and he's the like, jig is up. He's like, I just want I want to hang out. I want to let you know. Like that, that nothing wasn't fishy. Nothing. So there was nothing. Yeah. I'm like, I'd have fucking ran my ass off and gotten out of that. And I've never been involved in the mob. But I have oh, seen yeah? enough well, mob movies show your to know. I know, right? Isn't it a rule or something? That or I'm a plumber or I make pizza or <laughs> Isn't something. that like you're... Um, uh, your... I'm a taxi driver at an airport. <laughs> like when you turn 13, you become a man, don't yeah, you? Have yeah, to be you grow the mustache. Part you get of the a mustache job? and stuff. Yeah, yeah. You, you're in. You it's, get, it's you're like, a made uh, man. What do Jewish boys you're go You're a friend through? of ours. It's your... Uh, the, my Batman no. mitzvah? <laughs> your your, yeah, your, your bat mitzvah. <laughs> my robot mitzvah. <laughs> uh, I passed the bar mitzvah. Uh, hey! Oh, ho, ho, salute. Uh, no, that's they say Oppa. Ma- Mazel Tov. Mazel Tov. There <laughs> you go. <laughs> Oprah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, they end up. He he sticks around and then gets in the car with Brad and and Sean Penn and this other guy, and they end up taking him to a fucking river. They drug him, they get him drunk, and then they take him to, and just fucking drown him. Yeah. One of the coldest things I've ever seen, Joel. Yeah. A dude holding another man's head underwater and then he, just casually lighting he a reaches cigarette. reaches in his pocket, gets a cigarette out, and is lighting it, and like isn't even... Yeah, that guy's... Dude. That, that guy does more killing than uh, Walken in yeah, this Yeah, he sure does. And then we we switch over to Sean Penn, who looks at Chris Walken, and Chris Walken's just staring at him and does the... Shh. Puts his finger up to his lips. I was like, get the fuck Creepy. out of here. And that's when Sean Penn decides, like, Okay, we can't do any fucking work and anymore. And that's when you he decided his, that was the Father's Day film that you wanted he to tells watch. His, yes. <laughs> he tells his brother, he's like, we can't do any jobs with Dad anymore. Yep. We, we just can't. We can't do it. And Chris, Christopher Walken shows up. He's like, hey, I got a job. He's like, can't do it. Nope. I'm not going to do it. No I'm not going to be a part of this. And Christopher Walken loses his shit. He starts uh, doing uh, circles in his truck. In his truck. In like an open field. <laughs> that's menacing. He is menacing in this He film. really is. He's so fucking scary. But uh, Sean Penn and Chris Penn end up taking on, they, they plan a job where they're going to steal some fucking tractors. With their own friends. With their own friends. With, with their buddies. Kiefer Sutherland. Sutherland. And, uh, and yeah, and Chris Glover. Glover. And some other kids. Yeah. And it goes to shit. And they all get Immediately. arrested. Immediately, yeah. They all get arrested. They all get bailed out, except except for Sean Penn. That's right, because they know he's the son of the big boss, yeah, the big crime lord. That's right, as it were. So they all get who bails them all out. Joe, this film plays a lot like a stage play in uh-huh. the sense that it really does. A lot of the action. I almost wondered if it was written as a stage play, and then decided, oh, make a film of it, um, because a lot of the action is kind of written or, or is, is alluded to. Uh-huh. You don't see it off screen; it's just referred to by characters that kind of fill in the holes, and that's something you would do. In stage, where yes. it's like, well, we can't, you can't we're not show gonna, all this. We're not going to build a prison set and show the scene or, you know, the, the courthouse where, you know, bail denied or whatever. Right. Instead, it's just a, uh, a scene in a car where the mother says, uh, or uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't remember how we find out that information. Oh, okay. I thought I thought they did. I thought maybe I missed it, but uh, I was just curious who bailed them out because for a while there, I thought it was Christopher Walken bailed them all out. Mm-hmm. Which would. Be a flawed logic because no, of what he ends up doing to all I, of them. I don't think so. I think the I think the idea is that Bell was so low that they didn't need somebody to help yeah. them out. Eh, maybe yeah. I'm wrong. Um, yeah, not mentioned. Unimportant to mm-hmm. the to the story at hand. So, but they all get bailed out except for Sean Penn, 
who doesn't say a word, man. He doesn't he doesn't turn over on anybody. Yeah, he's not a rat. Uh and uh and the other kids that were bailed out Dude, it's so that scene is it's so dark where they end up fucking the the crew is digging graves and shit and then they yep. they lead the kids one by one. One by one. We even see two scenes in a row. We see is it Crispin Glover who Crispin gets it Glover first? first. Yeah. Dude, well this is after Crispin Glover has helped fucking Christopher Walken oh. rape Mary Stuart Masterson. Yeah, I did not see that coming. I didn't either. I thought maybe there was going to be some some threatening going on and there was. Um, but they basically do the same thing they, they did to Fredo. Like yeah. They, they kind of get her drunk uh-huh. and then slips her a pill. Yeah. Um, and she's not having any... And she thinks she's going to go see uh, Sean Penn in, well, the, yeah, she in go, prison. Yeah, she goes to, to visit, visit Christopher Walken and says, like, hey, my mom doesn't want to go to the yeah. prison. Next time you're going, can Next I go? Next time you go, can I go? I'd like to see him. Hey, by the way, why is his bail so much higher than everybody else's? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Christopher dude, Walken tries to has a, 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 tet, a tet with her. Yeah. And it turns into something else. Yes, it does. And uh, disturbing. Dude, and and what a powerful scene after that. It's where no she's dialogue. sitting at the table it, yeah. with her mother, right? Is it her mother or is it Chris no, Penn's No, it's it's Chris Penn's, Yeah, yeah, it's the the uh Julie, is it? Yeah, or Sean Penn's grandmother. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. No, not Julie. Julie's a friend. Yeah. Um yeah, just her sitting in a robe uh-huh. and we know what's happened Yeah. she just kind of breaks down. Oh man, it's yeah, so it's f- tough. Yeah, it is. A lot of the, a lot of this film um is in silence. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of long shots of like Sean Penn smoking a cigarette. But it's done. It's done effectively. It's very artful, and and it is effective. Uh, but like I said, this this film's a slow burn, and you kind of have to be prepared for that type of film. I yeah. wasn't. Luckily, the software that I use to watch these these films, these video files, has a little playback feature where you can you can double speed. Oh wow! So uh, I I watched the majority of this film in in, at two in times, chipmunk sound, <laughs> and I did not. No, no, no. It, it it does a thing where it doesn't it doesn't make it sound sped up. It just kind of compresses time. A oh little wow, bit. okay. Uh, so I got through this film in about an hour. <laughs> That's great, and I don't feel like I missed a thing, dude. There is so a. I highly recommend. I don't want to miss a thing. <laughs> There's one moment in this movie where uh, it's Sean Penn mm-hmm. and Mary Stuart Masterson. It's after they've had their little splendor in the grass moment, yes. where they're all hanging out outside or whatever, and they're kind of like cuddled up and they're talking and talking about the future. Or whatever, and yeah. like what life was like for her, and uh, it's a, for me, it's a gorgeous scene because it's interstitials of like him in different different moments. Yep. Uh, while her monologue is going on over it, and it keeps fading and from like one moment to, to black, another with him, mm-hmm. and I thought it was really fucking well done. I did too. Um, Although I will say. A little too many fade to blacks in this film. Yeah. Like when you said you saw this film on TV, this feels like a made for TV film. Because that it was like, this is the commercial they break. They feel like built in commercial breaks. And a lot of movies were made like that. Too, I get then. it. And there's a way you can do it artfully, like the scene you're just describing. But then the other dozen or so times it happens, yes. it just feels like we're just going to, we have no idea how to get out of the scene. We're just going to ditch. Yeah. We're just going to fade to black complete silence and then fade up in another scene mm-hmm. and it's, that always feels like lazy filmmaking to me there's there are a few instances of that I, I, i'll give you that we should mention the director of this film also responsible for uh, the last two uh, 50 shades of gray films parts two and three really yeah not part one don't know why wow. but, but then also glengarry glenn ross holy that? shit doesn't that feel like a film that this director would have directed yes it, not the 50 shades movies though no, no, that no, surprises no. me yeah but uh, but yeah no something that's something that's a little more talky something that's it takes again, place in two scenes again Glengarry Glenn Ross originally a stage play exactly so maybe that is what this was and this guy's maybe. kind of forte was like I could put this play on film he's great with actors obviously yeah he is he's he's really good again really good with the performances in this movie 
but it, just to kind of finish, I don't know why I feel compelled to tell you the whole story. Well, because people have probably never heard of this movie and will never see it. So this will be the most they'll ever learn. So Sean Penn finds out that like all this stuff is going down, mm-hmm. uh, that his friends aren't safe. Um, and so he decides to turn over on his dad That's right. because he knows where the body of Lester is mm-hmm. or whatever, and he's, he's willing to turn over. So then he's suddenly out, and, uh, and, and Christopher Walken finds out about this shit, and uh, so Chris, uh, Sean Penn and Mary Stuart Masterson, they're going to skip town. They're making their he getaway. Gets, he gets money from his mother, his grandmother. She's packing her suitcase. Packing stuff. They go to her house. She's packing things up. They Leaves get a in note the car. for her mother. They get in the car, and uh, she says... Oh, I forgot to feed the dog. Bang, bang, bang. Boom, just out of Holy nowhere. Holy shit. Did man. not see that coming. Quite a very effective uh in its in its surprise. And and you could you knew what was going to happen. Like it was leading up to it. Well, mm-hmm. I actually I didn't know that was going to happen, but But not there, like that. Not there in was that a, moment. No, exactly. Yeah. Really kind of uh uh well much like Men in Black last week's episode when uh <laughs> at the end after um Tommy Lee Jones is shot his way out of the bug. Yeah. And they're sitting there talking and, and in midline Tommy Lee Jones in the middle of some dialogue, and the bug kind of comes back for his second take uh-huh. before uh, Linda Fiorentino shoots it. Linda yeah. Fiorentino? Linda Fiorentino, there not Carla Fiorino. <laughs> I always get the two confused. <laughs> anyway, listen to our Men in Black but, episode once. But they're getting shot while this is being played and intercut with scenes of Christopher Walken laughing and having a good time with, with his buddies. That's right. And then, that's like, his alibi. And then ends on just this. this evil shot of Christopher Walken in silence just like you know like lighting a cigarette or yep. something um, it's chilling they light Christopher Walken from below so much yeah. in this movie the villain but it works it really does that that villain that villain hero shot if that makes any sense but it's that that close up of him with the lights underneath mm-hmm. the way it captures under his eyelids mm-hmm. it's they do he's it, a creepy like, looking guy already yeah but they do that like three or four times in this movie and it's like Gives you chills. <laughs> it gives you chills when you're watching. And he's got that crazy hair. Mm-hmm. Like it's always kind of like sticking a kind of flock of seagulls. He looks like a Brad. He does look like a Brad. He, a, looks, a Brad like, senior he looks like a that. Brad with that mustache. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's man. wearing like Hawaiian t shirts. He's got like a little pot belly. <laughs> yes, he does. He's not built. But then this all it all leads to the final confrontation between Sean Penn and Christopher uh, Walken. Which is a, quite a climax. It's it's so good, man. It's emotionally charged. Uh, and and there's definitely that feeling inside where you're like, what's gonna happen? What's gonna happen? Is he or what isn't is, he? Yeah, exactly. Um, Sean Penn. This is right after uh, he and his girlfriend have been shot up. Uh, Christopher Walken presumes he's dead, and then when he shows up on his doorstep, there, uh-huh. he's he's not sure whether he's to definitely surprised. Yeah, he's got to he's got to play play like he doesn't know what's going on. Oh my god, where 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 Christopher Walken's like, come on, I just do you want me to find us? I I care about you. Yeah. I have feelings for you. I love you. Like just to see this this weasel, yes. like try to get out of this, like try to find any way that self preservation starts kicking in and keeps wincing every time Sean uh, Sean, Sean Gunn <laughs> Sean Penn <laughs> is holding the gun to him. He's like la 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 la. Yeah, it's interesting to see him on the other side when mm. he was such this uh, this villainous character to begin with. It, it's. It's one of those scenes that doesn't work if one of those actors does not ho- carry their weight. Yeah, you know it's uh, it, it's a it's a treat to see this at the end. Um, well, nobody ever said Sean Penn doesn't like uh, drama. <laughs> That's and, true. Uh, dramatics in all his those film comedies film. that Sean Penn is known <laughs> yeah, for. We can all think. Back. Fast Times at Ridgemont High and uh, well, yeah, I guess Milk, Dead Man Walking. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit! 
Um, One more thing about uh, Christopher Walken, though. I love that scene, uh, and I believe it's when he's talking to Chris Penn. And I do mean Chris Penn. Mm-hmm. Uh, t- Tom- Tommy? Tommy. Tommy, yeah. Um, right before he kills him. Oh, dude! And he's comparing women to, to coyotes. Uh-huh. And he's like, you know, after one of them gets to him, then the the others smell uh, their scent, uh-huh. and she draws them in. Mm-hmm. It's uh, very disturbing, the the uh, analogy that he's making. Yeah. Uh, knowing the, what's about the, to happen. The, the misogyny. Yeah. But then, then that moment right before it happens, and Sean and uh, Chris Penn's like, "Oh, Dad!" Yeah, pass. Bam, mm-hmm. dude. All right, so to <laughs> <laughs> feel good, a couple of uh, a couple of criticisms still. Oh. Uh, Sean Penn, you know, he's he's gone to live with his dad, but he still has the the hots for Mary Stuart Masterson, of course. Like stalks her from school to her house. They've had like. Two seconds of conversation with one another. <laughs> they just saw each other through a windshield in the first act, and that was yes. pretty much all it took. Then he came over to talk to her after he rode on top of some dude's car. That's right. Gave her drugs. Yes. Like, everybody is handing each other pills like it's nobody's business yeah. in this movie. And and joints. Yeah. Reefer. And- Marijuana cigarettes, Joe. <laughs> the, the spliffs. <laughs> the blunts. <laughs> the weed. Yeah. Uh, Acapulco Gold, <laughs> so uh, sticky icky icky, Michoacan, <laughs> the <laughs> the ganja. <laughs> we can keep going and going. So the, the wacky tobacco. So That's my he favorite. ends up showing up at her fucking house, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like they, at her like they have not had much of it. And he's like, I miss seeing you it's the just, other night. And it's like Romeo and Juliet, dude. That's how you court back then. Be, I guess pre Tinder. I'd be like, this fucking psycho guy has just <laughs> shown up. No, man. not when he looks like Sean Penn. <laughs> So dreamy. He looks like Alex Winter in this movie. He does with the smooshed <laughs> nose, like a and the like fake a, blonde, a handsome Alex Winter. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Apologies, Alex Winter. He knows. Uh, so, what what are your your criticisms of this film? It's just way too fucking slow, dude. Is it- this movie is almost two hours long. Um, it could probably be told in a lifetime movie. Yeah. In 44 minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, just the amount of story that it's there. Now yeah. I'll give you, you know, the performances and the tension. That's that's what this film was about. And there should be a place in this world for films like this where you want to take your time. It's a, it's kind of a character study, right? Uh, and it's it's about the relationships. It's not so much about the plot. The plot's fairly simple. It's a story that's been told time and time again. Yeah. Um, just not a lot of whiz-bang 21st century um, visuals in mm-hmm. this film to, to keep the... The, the slower attention spans at bay. Yeah. Um, but it could have been a little tighter. And again, I, I think it's sloppy uh, when you have to fade in and fade out from every scene. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it shows like... It's like a song. It's like a song that doesn't end. They just keep repeating Dude, the chorus oh my God, over and over again is, and that, fade out. That is my pet peeve. I fucking in, hate I fucking that. hate it in every band in the just 80s. End your song. And to which I want to yell, what do you do when you play this song in this, concert? This Madonna song What do you play does this song that. in concert? <laughs> like, I, 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 picture, I want to ask Aerosmith. Like, when you're in concert, do you just keep getting quieter and quieter? <laughs> love it, love it, love it. In the air. In the air, in the air, and then you just stop. You just coast to a stop at some point. No, have a fucking end to your song. Wait, loving an elevator does have an, an end. No, it doesn't. No, it, it fades does. out it like does. that. No, it, and then suddenly all the music's oh, out. Eleven and, and eight, and yeah. they they do the the vocal Living harmonics. When I'm going down. That's the end. Yeah, it was a bad example. <laughs> but every but no, other I know what you're talking Aerosmith about. Though. song, yeah. like um, uh, Ragdoll. Ragnall. Ragdoll keeps going where he's like, Remember when like rock music always had a scat section? Scat, yes, with David Lee Roth like scat. David Lee Roth. 
He always had one of those, and I don't know what the fuck that sound is. It's a pterodactyl. But it's, <laughs> it's your hunter from the future <laughs> swooping in. On his hang glider. It's <laughs> uh, hilarious. Uh, I'll tell you, I, I almost forgot about this one moment, and it's when uh, Brad Jr. is mm. doing a job with Brad Sr. and his crew. Mm. And, uh, and like the, the caretaker of this house that they're breaking into comes out, and, and Sean Penn, uh, like, sticks the guy up with his walkie-talkie. Yeah, he's like, don't move. It's like, don't move. And everybody comes running up, and Christopher Walken walks up, and he kind of gives him a look where he's looking like, at him. Oh, you're using your walkie-talkie, huh? And he hey, just whatever kinda, works. He just kind of And it's such a Christopher Walken moment. Like, in that moment, Christopher Walken stopped being Brad Sr. and was just Christopher Walken. Huh. And went... Okay, <laughs> and then just gets into the truck. He is very uh, like all of the walkinisms that we've come to to know later in his career. He, he does them all in this film. He really he wasn't does the whisper. He does do the whisper, yeah. which I love. I love when Christopher Walken does the whisper. But he didn't do full walking, where he was like, "I'm doing this job." No, he's not like an impersonation of himself. Mm-hmm. But all of the thing, all of the uh, yeah, all the things we know of, of walking yeah. made an appearance in this film. Uh-huh. Uh huh. The. Uh, did you notice that there, there's a scene in this movie where there's a cockfight going on? Yeah. And that cockfight footage, it doesn't match at all. Like, the, like they obviously got the footage of the cockfight from, like, Videoblocks. <laughs> <laughs> Videoblocks.com. Go there. Edit you, slash. you need a footage of roosters fighting each other. <laughs> They've got it. We've got that B-roll. Because <laughs> they would cut to it, and I'm like, that is a completely different grain of film yeah. than what's going on the rest of this movie. And then it ends on like the one dying rooster. Yeah. Almost like a Scorsese and... And Christopher was like, are the, the grand jury, are the grand juries in town? Mm-hmm. They're going to try to get somebody on me? You're on the list. It's uh, a good scene, yeah, too. It's, it is a good scene. It, it, but I do agree with you. I agree with you that this movie is too long, that there's no reason why this movie, the story couldn't have been told in an hour and a half. Sure. Uh, like two hours, even it's just like I think it's just a little over, just a tad over two hours, yeah. too long. Uh, like what we don't need, and maybe would have been more effective is after Chris, after Sean Penn and Mary Stuart Masterson get gunned down, mm-hmm. instead of seeing the door open and him like crawl out, and then that whole weird like three minute like sequence, washing where his, uh, where he becomes the crow, the bl- <laughs> <and then laughs> you see like, the bullet holes, like you could just like you could put the crow blood. soundtrack over that, where it's like. <laughs> And he's putting the, the claw, like the ice tourniquets and close stuff. Close-ups of uh, Sean Penn's naked body yes. like with the moonlight shining on oh, it. Unnecessary. Well, erotic. Well, because that, that, what that implies to me is that instead of like immediately running to this woman that he loves and calling the fucking ambulance or something. Gotta and get staying, cleaned up first. He goes over to the garden hose well, was, while his, his, the love of his life is lying dead, her blood seeping out all mm-hmm. over the place. Mm-hmm. And he just like, Washing himself Slowly off. washing himself off. And did he not take the car? How did he no, get No, they had to leave the car there. How, uh, how did he get to Christopher Walken's we house? He just walked. He just walked. Walkins. Walk into Walkins. <laughs> because he accepts Walkins. <laughs> Low-hanging fruit, but still brilliant. I can't take credit for that. I was in, the, I think it was in Miami, and there was a, a barber shop that had a... Bam, bam. Ha, ha. Welcome uh. to Bienvenida a Miami. Welcome to the bed of the faith. Inside this barber shop, there was just a picture of Christian Walken's face, and that's what I said. We accept Walken's. Still brilliant, though. Oh, shit. Yeah, but it does, it runs long. But that's one of those sequences that could have been cut out 
Like, it's an example of that. Like, you take that out. But this whole film is about building that tension. It's not a Christopher Nolan, all right, we're just going to cut to the chase, and here's the next scene, and we've got to move the plot along. It's all about you uh, giving the audience time to kind of digest what just happened because it is shocking what happened. And we need that kind of time to, to figure out what's going on. And you kind of see, you can tell, even though you can't see his face, you can tell from the motions, the way he, he puts one foot out of the car and the way he's slowly washing himself off, that this, is, this anger is built up and this is premeditated what he's about to do. Yeah. Uh, okay. I, I agree, but I still don't think that he should have, they should have kept that in. I, I keep thinking, like, how cool would it have been? Like, how much, like... How much more effective would that have been if it like it goes from that scene of just the car and like you could even stay on the car mm-hmm. and then it goes dark and we open up like on Christopher Walken we in his house. Yeah. Christopher Walken's in his house and blah 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 and he hears a knock on the door. Yeah. And he opens the door and there's Brad. There's Jr. a lot of scene, there's a lot of this movie that could have been uh could have been cut out, I think, <laughs> if, if all you're trying to do is get to the next scene. But it wasn't I was trying to take its time. Why um hmm. Why didn't Kiefer Sutherland's character get killed? I thought that too. And the other kid too. There was another kid. Was there another killed. kid? Because they only killed three. They killed Christopher. Well, maybe there was They killed just Crispin one. Glover. They killed the kid with the hat. And, and they Tommy. killed Tommy. Oh, so it was just Kiefer. Yeah, Kiefer behind. Sutherland's the only one that survived besides <laughs> besides Sean Penn. It's a good point. I don't, I don't know. And they even like keep it on him. Like the camera, like, as if he was a bigger character. He was supposed to be a bigger character Who, in the movie. No, Kiefer Sutherland at the end. Oh, right. When we get to the courthouse and uh, stuff. He's, just, he's in the background of the, the mother. Yeah, the grandmother, and then everybody goes to the into the the courthouse, but they stay on Kiefer Sutherland. It, uh, it was just for me; it's a weird choice. It was a wide shot. I I, I thought more that they were focusing on the on the women in oh. that shot. Okay, that's just for me. He just oh. happened to be a part of it. Yeah, but then yeah, I I do like the way that it ends when he's on the stand. Oh, and uh, just the freeze frame. God, he says, but, he's but my father. Even before that, where he's like, "It's my father." Yeah, and and has to take a drink and makes him like he starts breaking down, mm-hmm. like just. He can't handle the emotional stress, the emotional weight of this. And there's his dad and, like, still a couple of his dad's buddies. Yeah. What was going on with David Strahan, though? Like, there's a scene where David Strahan's laying in bed and, like, there's thunder and shit and he starts having an epileptic seizure. That's right. And then, like, takes a a smoke and then puts something in his mouth and just, like, holds on. And we never revisit that ever again. And that was after the scene because he's one of the guys who bows out, right? When they're plotting to kill. Okay, is he one of the ones that does that? He's the guy who's like, I'm not doing this. Okay. Right? He's the guy who walks away. I I knew that. But whoever walked away was wearing Lester's hat. So I thought it was the guy that killed Lester who did that. Oh. And so I was like, well, wait a minute. You killed Lester. So what does this matter? No, that's the guy with the beard, right? He's still around at the end. He's yeah, actually the being... The guy with the beard he's is... He's in court the, with Yeah, Brad and so is, so is the dude from uh, from uh, Batman. From Batman. Yeah, yeah he's, he's there Bob. too. Oh, my God. He's the number one guy. Dude. That look on Crispin Glover's face when he sees the grave that's been dug. Yeah, it's like... Holy shit. I like the other guy who's like, hey, is that gun real? <laughs> <laughs> yep. That'd be like the Nick Swartzen character. Right. This is recast. Or TJ Miller. Uh, hey, is that gun real? Danny McBride. <laughs> hey, there's my recast. Danny right. McBride would be the guy with the beard. Yes, that he would. Yeah, that's who he would. Be. would. Uh, very powerful ending. But it does the thing that kind of frustrates the fuck out of me. Because we've talked about the things that they could have cut out of the movie. Mm-hmm. I would have liked to have seen some of the, the fucking grand jury trial. Like, I would have liked to have seen this. Yeah. Because I feel like I don't really get to see... And that's, I mean, that's the beauty of film. You know, that's that's a, a genre of film, a genre of storytelling that, like, you know, we keep it open-ended. That's not, this is, it's not exclusive to just this movie, but, but I kind of, you see 
Christopher Walken be a fucking bastard throughout this entire movie. You want to see him get his comeuppance? I, I want to see a little bit of that comeuppance at the end. All right. Yeah, except, that, and especially, this film was like based on a true story. So what you can do, you can do the freeze frame and then just bring the paragraph oh, up. I don't it's like, like that, You know, like when they do that? No, I don't like, like when they end a movie He with spent text. 22 years like, and blah, blah, blah. But what if I was blind? But it's such an epilogue. Is, is epilogue, yeah. Such an epilogue. We don't want... I don't want to see everything. I just want to know how it ended. Where are they today? When did he die? How long was he in prison? I, I want the bullet points there. Yeah. And that was a little unsatisfying that we didn't get it, even though it was implied. I got you. All right. Uh, do you have any other notes I on do this? not. Okay, so what did At Close Range do right? It was so tense. The suspension that's being built, uh, and, and it's a real character study, the way that they build up these relationships and these quiet little moments... It really made you care about all of the characters. Uh-huh. Uh, even though there's only... I mean, there's probably a dozen or so main characters, but... There's know, only, like, just, a central four. Th- yeah, there, there really are. And, in fact, I've only recast three. Let me see. Um, so... How many did I... I recast one, two, three, four, five, six. Mm-hmm. So you did the whole gang, huh? I, did, I didn't know... I didn't know where to draw the line, so I just kind of did the main three. Gotcha. Um, but, yeah, it's... Uh, it, it, I appreciate a film like this, mm-hmm. uh, and what it, uh, again, like I always say, I always try to judge a film based on what it was attempting to do, uh, and I think this is fairly successful. Gotcha. Um, what I thought that this movie did right, I think the casting, I think it was f- spot on. I yeah, thought man. I thought everyone in this not movie, a weak player. Everybody in this movie pulls their Crispin way. Crispin Glover, maybe Crispin Glover. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's hard not to see George McFly. It's, it's hard not to see George McFly, and also like with the weird like. Conan O'Brien thing that he had going on in this movie. Those weird uh, chops. The, the Wolverine yes. sideburns that he had it's going. A little weird. Uh, no, I thought the cast was so good mm. and so charming, endearing. I guess, if, uh, well, I'll save that for what I thought it did wrong. Okay. Uh, but I thought the cast was really good. But I also agree, like, this This is a good script. It's a good story. Mm-hmm. It is too long. It needs some trimming. But it's still, at its, at its base, it's really fucking strong. It's got a strong foundation. Yeah. Uh, that with the right actors, you do have a, a really compelling film. What did At Close Range do wrong? Way too long, way too plotting. Could have been cut down, could have been condensed, could have been a little more uh, artfully done. There are so many times where um, we, we fade to black, and then when we fade up, you're seeing a slow dolly. Yeah. Just into the shot, wide shot from left to right. It felt a little too textbook for me. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, what I thought that this movie did wrong, even... Even though I know that that's kind of indicative of the times uh, that we would you would have scenes that aren't scored by anything and Ooh, they'd be silent. It's needed some music. And sometimes that works depending on the scene. Like if the scene's really tense, if it's yeah. emotionally charged, but, sometimes you don't need a soundtrack to pump it up. But this movie has so many scenes that you need something to score underneath yeah, it a little yeah. bit, uh, and it doesn't have that. And Especially then, the entire third act. Sorry to interrupt yes. you though. Like is basically scoreless mm-hmm. until, until you Madonna. get to the courthouse. Yeah. Until Madonna's dick is in your ear. <laughs> if I live to tell <laughs> the secret, uh, which I, I like that song. Uh, but no, they they needed they needed more of uh, more of a score in this movie, and also a criticism on. And this is going to counter what I thought that the movie did right, but it's just in the instance of this character. The problem is he's the main character of the movie. Mm-hmm. A character like Christopher Walken's Brad Senior. There needs to be something, for lack of a better term, there needs to be something sexy that brings people in. Yeah. There needs to be something much more charismatic. And he's not. He's a a dick. Like, the entire movie. Why would anybody fall in love with this There is nothing that's, like, charming about him. There's nothing that's endearing that you're like, man, he couldn't possibly do that. You kind of see Sean Penn kind of get caught up in the lifestyle initially when they're stealing the car and laundering the money. Uh Um, But he's the only person who... Yeah. You get to experience that through. Yes. And 
And even then, he gets over it pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah he does. Uh, and so I guess that would have made, to me, it would have made the movie a little more interesting to see Christopher Walken go through a change instead of just be what he is the entire time. Not that he needs to go on a journey in this movie. No, he's not the hero. But just at least through the first first act and a half, like let's see a different Brad Sr., and then watch him become unleashed a right. little bit more. Yeah, like Michael Keaton from yeah. Spider-Man. Oh, my God, yeah. Spider-Man. Spider-Man. <laughs> uh, so that's that's what I thought that the movie did wrong. If we were going to uh, to remake this movie, uh, how would we do that, Joel? I have got a uh, the cast from another film that I'm using here. So uh, maybe you want to blow through your six and then I'll... Uh, yeah. Or, or, or I can do mine first. And then no, no, I've got, I've got a little bit of a theme, too. But oh, let's, uh, my, nice. my list is longer, so I'll go through mine no, first. It's not a contest, Joe. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's always a contest. It's always a contest. All right, so I started with the uh, the Tim character, and that is, uh, that's I believe that's Kiefer Sutherland's character. Oh, God, wow, you went yeah. deep. Okay. Well, no, it just, I, I, has I, one recast, line. I recast Kiefer Sutherland and uh, Crispin Glover okay. on top of my other four. Nice. So but Tim, yeah. the Kiefer Sutherland character, yeah. played by Donald Glover. Oh, interesting. Lucas, Uh-oh. that's the Crispin Glover character, uh-huh. played by Paul Dano. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, so then I go I to... I like that, actually. I go to, I go to very t- good. Tommy, mm-hmm. Chris Penn, mm-hmm. played by uh, Get Out's Daniel Kaluuya. Yeah, I love that guy. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Terry, the Mary Stuart Masterson character, uh-huh. played by Tessa Thompson. Oh, I see what you're doing. Brad Jr., uh-huh. played by O'Shea Jackson Jr. Uh, yes. And who would play his father, um, Brad Sr., Ice Cube. Oh! His real-life father. Interesting. Yes. Oh, that's a great idea. Soundtrack by Public Enemy. <laughs> directed by F. Gary F. Gray. F. Gary Gray, of course. Nicely done. Mm-hmm. I like that. So let's uh, let's see it. What do you got? Mine's not nearly as clever. I just Show did the main theme. I did the Mary Stuart Masterson, Terry, um, Christopher Walken, Gary... Christopher Walken's playing Terry? No, no, no. <laughs> This is a completely different twist on this. Gary, Gary, is that there? No, Brad, 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 Brad Senior, Brad, Brad Senior, Brad Junior. Um, so I am using the cast of uh, Whiplash, my favorite film from uh, wow. 2014, where you got Miles Teller as the Sean Penn character, uh-huh. uh, J.K. Simmons as uh, the the uh, Christopher Walken character, A B C D E F G H I J K Simmons. That's right. And then Melissa <laughs> Benoist, I think, is this, yeah. how you pronounce her last name, yeah. was Supergirl on uh-huh. CW. As, uh, the was she in Whiplash? She, yeah, she's the oh. she's the the love interest. Jesus, that, I can't uh, even remember. Miles Teller has yeah. She's oh. and she's actually a brunette in real life. Apparently, yes. according to she her was, IMDb she was page. a brunette in Glee. That's right. When she was on that, very mm. good. Uh, so that's pretty good. Who's directing? Terry, uh, of course, Damien Chazelle. Okay, very good. Chazelle, uh, Joe, would you recommend this movie? It's tough, Joe. I don't know. Not not for a Father's Day film. It's certainly not for Father's Day. <laughs> Please watch Field of Dreams or what was the one we mentioned earlier? Indiana Jones: The Last Crusade. Yeah, or Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Even yeah, um, The Shining. If you like, if you like films like this, but you know what? Even then, there are probably half a dozen other films I can think of that have, that have taken this same story and 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 souped it up a little bit. Yeah, and you're getting a little more bang for your buck. Mm-hmm. Um, the the game has passed this film by. I would say. Uh, it's it interesting. It was nice to appreciate it for its time, and, mm-hmm. and these performances are fantastic. But no, I can't say I, I can. If it were a buck thirty, maybe <laughs> not at uh, almost two hours. Gotcha. Yeah. You? Uh, I think as far as as far as being a fan of of Christopher Walken, mm-hmm. uh, and I know a lot of people dig on Christopher Walken. Oh, yeah. You know, you go back and check out his movies. Check out The Deer Hunter. Check out True Romance. Yeah. Uh, you know, look at. Look at his work in the movies, like the Prophecy films, which is <laughs> kind of a fun turn for Angel him. Angel Gabriel, yeah. Uh, but 
if you if you like to consume Christopher Walken performances, this is definitely one that you should see. Yeah, it's hard to top this one. Uh, it's a really good one. It sticks with you. It, you know, this movie, it, it's not very easy to find. Uh, but if you can get your hands on it, it really is. I think it's worth seeing. But I do agree with you. If it was a if it was an hour and a half, it would be much more easy to to sell it to digest yeah. than two hours plus. Um, also, even though the the soundtrack is limited, I do I like that tune. I wish there was more of a score. Yeah, but I like that tune. I like that Madonna just song. Some sound end. design. Yeah, been sound nice. design would have been fantastic. That's all you need. Uh, I do recommend it though. Just uh, if for nothing else, solely based on the Christopher Walken performance. At close range, uh, guys. If you have any thoughts about at close range, if you have any thoughts about our recasting or what we've had to say, if you happen to have seen this movie mm. and have. Some other ideas about uh, things that we didn't touch on, you could talk to us on our Facebook page. That's facebook.com slash editingbay, uh, or just put editingbay in the search function and find that image of the woman with the bleeding eyes. Click on that, and that's where you could talk back to us and let us know your thoughts. And if you've got ideas for movies that we could watch in the future, you can go ahead and put your suggestions there. We've also got a website, right, Joel? We sure do. It is not the editing bay. It's not edit bay. It's editingbay.com. Please go there, bookmark it. Anytime you need to know all things Editing Bay, you're going to find it there, like uh, links to our social networks, the aforementioned Facebook page. Also, our Twitter handle, which is at the Editing Bay. Please follow us there. We have uh, coming up on 300 followers or whatever. Maybe Man. I'll give something away. Dude, we had a big month with subscribers. Wow. Most of the guys, thank you. I don't know what you're doing or if it's the Russian bots, but we have... Uh... <laughs> I keep telling Joel, I'm like, it's the bots. No, man. If you look at the, uh, the pie chart, the line is ever... Increasing, yeah, um, and over forty five hundred subscribers. We have a new review too, which today. was very nice. Oh, didn't see that. Who's yeah. that from? Oh, One of our on. lovely let me, listeners. Uh, let me watch well, you I'm vamp while I'm I. I'm gonna vamp this. a little bit while Joe pulls that up. Um, so yeah, editingbay.com, uh, Facebook slash editingbay, and at the editingbay. We also have a link there on our website to all of our past episodes. If uh, you want to catch up on the first two hundred, we're at uh, two hundred. I believe this is two hundred and thirty. Holy right shit. now, you believe we've been doing this for five years now? I, mean, I cannot believe we've been doing it. For but if five you want to hear our first uh, 130 episodes, you're gonna have to go to the link there. Um, our, our RSS feed only shows the most recent 100, although we'll do reruns every now and then. Am I done vamping? Have you yeah, found yeah, it? I found okay, it. Thank God. <laughs> uh, five star review. Wow, thanks, Cowboy Law Dog. Oh, thanks. And Cowboy it was Law left Dog. on May 12th. I discovered this podcast searching for information on an obscure movie, yes. and I am so thankful to have stumbled upon this great show. I wonder what it was. Joe and Joel. I know. He Suburban doesn't Sasquatch. say. He doesn't say what it is. I bet it was Suburban Sasquatch. Joe and Joel are hilariously entertaining oh, thanks, and informative. Uh, you know, I guess that's subjective. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what part? The informative <laughs> part? Or the... I'm in the podcast. I'm like, I don't know. We're hilariously entertaining and informative. Yeah, of course. Uh, I've had a blast listening to their archived episodes and wish them both continued success Thanks, in the buddy. future. Nice. Thanks for Thank the Thank you, Cowboy Law Dog. Yeah. And you, too, can have your review read on the air. As it were, if uh, you leave <laughs> well, us a review, a positive review. Should, I, should I counter that now with one of our ones? No, we no. don't have a lot of negative reviews. Just that one who was a butthurt about Point Break from a couple of years ago. Yeah. Which, uh, I understand. But uh, you know what? We can't please everybody. If you try to please everybody, what happens, Joe? Uh, you get covered in cum, and it's just <laughs> disgusting. It takes forever to clean that, especially out of your hair. Well, that took a turn. I was not expecting. <laughs> Happy Father's Day. <laughs> Guys, oh, my dad's not listening us, to this. Like Joel said, you can leave us a rating and review on your podcasting app. And uh, if you have an Android device and you're looking for the show, first off, how are you listening to it in the first place? Yeah, but uh, you know, you can always subscribe uh, or find us in the iTunes library by using the Podcast Addict and Podcast Republic apps. Uh, what are we going to do next week? Well, Joe, we're in the throes of summer. Oh, 
Oh. And uh, oh. this is a request. Uh, this has been on the uh, list for a while. Actually, my brother recommended this one. Because your kiss, your kiss. And I believe other people have recommended this one, too. Uh, if, if you're thinking about going to the beach, if you're thinking about doing some swimming, you might be careful. Think about where you're doing it because uh, it's a... It's a deep blue sea out there, Joe. And, uh, at any moment, sharks could attack, and uh, especially if they're being controlled by mind waves. Isn't that the, the plot of this film? Deep Blue Sea is the film. Didn't I'm we talking do about. Deep Blue Sea already? We have not done this film yet. No. Wait, is this the one with? It's with got Samuel L. Jackson. We we did this movie. No, we have not done we, this. We film. sure did. You may have done it on Afternoon Delight. No, we did this movie. Joe. I, I swear, I have not seen this film. <laughs> we did this movie. All right. Well, tune in next week to see. <laughs> Wait, if we have we in check fact, the archives? I'm pretty sure we I'm haven't, Joe. I'm pretty sure we No, because we have talked about it, and I'm telling you, we've had requests. Our Why did I watch this? I've watched this movie recently. That's on you, man. It's got Thomas Jane, Stafford fr- Burroughs, yeah. Samuel L. Jackson. We, and Ice, and uh, L.O. Cool J. Yep. L.O. Cool J's yep. in this. Stellan We watched this for the podcast. Joe, I swear you, I've not. I swear to God, we watched right. this well, for Well, listeners, the if we have in fact done this, <laughs> then I'll just be rerunning next week, that old episode next week. But if, uh, like I believe, we have not, <laughs> tune in next week to hear either that or another film. But I'm pretty sure you're going to be hearing... The uh, parrot, because we talked about his parrot. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> the end of the movie. Nope, this is an afternoon delight or some no, other... Are you cheating this. on me with no, another podcast, Jim? We've watched this movie before. I, I swear I've not seen this film. <laughs> We're going to look in the archives. Uh, see, this is another opportunity uh, to <laughs> recommend you follow us on Twitter, because you'll know. Whether or not we've seen this film or not, I'll be revealing. But uh, tune in next week for Deep Blue you know, Sea. Either way, we'll, we'll be talking about Deep Blue Sea. Because it's apropos, Joe, because coming in 2018. Deep Blue Sea 2. Deep Blue Sea 2. Did you know this? Yes. Deeper, bluer. No. <laughs> Is that the tagline? Deepest. Probably. Bluest. Seest. Thou I must am, seest. I'm positive that we've watched this movie. Mm, about that? Okay. And also, before you tune out... <laughs> If you don't like Deep Blue Sea, uh, you want to hear our thoughts on Solo, stick around after the song here. We That's what I was just about to say. Our 20-minute uh, ramblings on a uh, re- spoilerific review of Solo. Jeff, thank you very much, sir. Uh, Joel, always a pleasure. Pleasure's all mine. Guys, stick around for Solo Talk, and then we'll see you next week for a movie we've already Deep talked Blue about. Sea. <laughs> Bye. Bye. is the part where we would be talking about Solo. Yeah. Well, let's talk about it. Okay. Uh, so my major critique, I, I enjoyed the film. Okay, straight up. I, now do tell you me, agree? do you really want to love me forever? Ow, ow, ow. Or am I caught in a hit and run? Straight up, now tell me. Uh, all right, so would you agree that mm. after something as deep and heavy as The Last Jedi, it was a nice, that something like this was a nice distraction? A good a nice palate cleanser. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, it, this is kind of the Star Wars movie that I wanted. Uh-huh. Uh, or, or that I, <laughs> it's one that we needed right <laughs> that we now. needed, not the one that kind we deserved. Kind of like what The Force Awakens was. It's, like, it's one that we needed yeah. right now. And, and while I still do, I really like Last Jedi, man. Yeah, I it's think inverted your expectations. The parts of it that are good are great. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there are and then there's parts Blue Milk. That, uh, d- dude, I like that. You like that when Luke is just yes. straight up... <laughs> Have you seen on YouTube uh, somebody cut together uh, the song from the Mentos commercial? Oh, my God. And it's like Luke going about his day, swimming across, fishing, and Ray's watching him. 
And then at the end, he takes that big swig. <laughs> oh, God. The Fresh Maker. The Fresh Maker. I'll have to post that on the uh, Please Facebook. do. Go to our, our Facebook page on uh, facebook.com slash editing bay. Look for the woman with the bleeding eyes. That's us. And I will have posted that video, if I remember. <laughs> Which we never do. I was going back, I was Bill listening Ted, to... Um, remind myself what was I, to what, post. I think it was the... Um, the Super Troopers episode where I talked yep. about like the Conan when Conan returned to TBS, they did a, a commercial for the black audience that usually watches <laughs> TBS. And uh, I'd say, I was like, dude, I need to send you that video. And I never did. So I, I linked it on your Facebook page before I came in here today. Oh, is that the one? Yeah. I haven't even looked. Yeah. I saw that you were probably sitting in my driveway. I was sitting in your driveway, mm-hmm. uh, which I do for a couple minutes. Not I creepy at all. Kind of gather my myself. I love. What was it last week? You came out to the car because you thought I was your favorite. Driver. I thought you. Were, I thought you were delivering <laughs> me food, and then I was like, "Oh, just keep on doing what you're doing." <laughs> I was like, "What's going on, man?" Yeah, that and guy. Was, I, I was like, "Fine, I'll put my dick back in my pants." <laughs> And then when he did show up, he was kind of confused as to <laughs> yes. why the, he was like, you could tell he wanted to be like, man, there's somebody parked out front of your, uh, your house. He's just sitting was, in your car. I wanted to, I wasn't, I wasn't fast enough, but I wanted to like get out of the car with a bag and make it look like it was full of food too. Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and like race him to the front wait, door. Wait, are you here for Joel? Because I'm here for Joel. <laughs> I'm here for Joel. Did we both get the, did no, the wires man. get crossed? I guess the one who gets the finish line first gets the sale. <laughs> Throw me the L, give you the whip. <laughs> Throw me the idol. Uh, what was right, I no, saying? We were talking about Solo. Solo, yes. So, um, uh, yes, it was a nice palate cleanser. Mm-hmm. Uh, I enjoyed it. It was fun. I, I like everyone else. I, I think one of the universal comments has been, it takes it takes a good 20, 30 minutes to kind of, to to to, to get its footing. It does. And yeah. for the audience to kind of settle into this world. I kind of saw that too. Um, and it, it takes a little bit, and there's there are a couple of groan-worthy Look at how we've connected this to the rest of the series yeah, moments. a little bit of that, too. Um, I didn't need the name Solo explained like that. I never questioned it I, as a... I mean, yeah. because all of the All of the songs... All of the names in this... You know, Skywalker. Do we now have to explain? Does there have to be a scene when he's a young boy? And he walked in the sky. <laughs> yeah. A walk in the clouds. I mean, he Darth, was with Keanu Reeves. Darth Vader is already kind of, you know... Yeah. Dark Invader. There are things... Right there. There were things that we didn't need to explain, and one of those things was... So Han Solo's last name, right? Again, like you, I didn't question. I just figured that's his last name. It's Han Solo. And there, and then there are some things in the Star Wars universe that I do need to explain. Like why are Luke and Leia named what they are mm-hmm. instead of just like a that like as she's popping that, them out on like, her deathbed? Uh, oh, Luke, yeah. uh, uh, Leia. Let me consult my baby book. Oh. For, oh. <laughs> It's the sounds of her her soul escaping. I, I guess through her her asshole. dying of a broken heart. Uh. <laughs> But we're not talking about that film. No, we're thank God. Solo. We're about Solo. Um, I I really liked Aldrin Aaron Reich or whatever his name he, is. He grows on you through the course of the movie. Yeah, he he grows on you. I I wasn't digging on him at first with the little high speed chase action that was going on. Yeah, but it was like he kind of came into his own through the course of the movie. Maybe he didn't come to his own. Maybe I my defenses yeah. were lowered. Yeah, and I eventually because he was charming and he was convincing in the role. Mm. I accepted him by the time the movie was done. I agree. I, I think he, he was just this side of doing a a Harrison Ford impersonation, mm-hmm. but was able to kind of make it his own. But there were still moments there where you're like, yeah, Han Solo would say that. He, yeah. would, he would do that that way. Mm-hmm. All the interactions between him and uh, Chewie. N- nice to see how the two of them met yeah. came together. Yeah, I, it was a nice little bait and switch there. I um, Or did you see that coming? I, well, I saw that coming. Mm-hmm. The... the um, the the story about Han Solo, even in like the old books and stuff, is that Han Solo was part of the Imperial Academy, mm, yeah. and he found a. Uh, it, it, according to the books, he had found Chewie passed out the controls of a ship, 
and the um, the Imperials wanted him to execute Chewbacca. Oh, and he refused to. And I'm glad they the, didn't take that. And took the ship that Chewie was uh, was passed out in, and ended up escaping from the Empire on that ship. Mm. Um, and so that's how Han and Chewie became friends. I thought what they did in the movie was okay. I wasn't quite sure how I felt about Han just like spouting out uh, Wookie speak. <laughs> I have a feeling that uh, that was one of the scenes that was kept in, that was directed by... By Lord Miller? Lord Miller. See, I would love to know what what stuff they shot is still in the film. What what I thought was originally happening, which I thought was funny, was I thought Han was just choking. or And, oh. and that's why he was like... And like and somehow he formed words, Wookiee words, and that like... It made Chewbacca wait for yeah, a second. But they that up, would have been funny to me. It would have been funny, but it wouldn't have made sense in context because mm-hmm. clearly he speaks whatever Chewie... What is that language called? It's Kashikian or Wookiee. There, there you go. He was Wookiee speak. See, I, I guess I just never really... I never thought much about it. I just kind of figured Han just always knows what Chewie's saying. Mm-hmm. And Chewie understands what Han is saying. Right. They speak each other's languages. Yeah, but Han doesn't speak Wookiee. Like, in, well. at no point in the original movies did Han ever, like, you know, but like, do that. Neither does Chewie. How weird would it be if Chewie, <laughs> Chewie just, like, like, broke character was like, hey, hey Han. <laughs> <laughs> Having some uh, problem with the, uh, the light like speed. Like, bad, bad lip reading yeah. for every time Chewie's like, <laughs> <laughs> Shen and I do that all the time around the house. Uh, I really dug the uh, that whole thing where Han's part of the crew and they're they're taking on that train job. Mm-hmm. Um, there there's there was a feeling in this movie, especially in that battle sequence, where like, wow, this is kind of what I wanted Rogue One to be. <laughs> where yeah. when they're having that that battle sequence and you see Woody Harrelson out on the field and he's just like boom, 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 shoot it. This was definitely the Star Wars story between films that I preferred. Over Rogue I, One? I prefer this over Rogue One. Two different films. But... Well, two different films, but this is a story that I, I wanted to know. This is a story that I dug learning about. Yeah? Whereas I didn't really need to know how they got the plans to the Death Star. I like that. I, I still like Rogue One uh, a lot. Um, not as much as Last Jedi, though. Yeah. But I'm I'm not putting it above any of the... The canon films, I think. Uh, I'm surprised. Except the prequels, of course. I'm surprised where this lands as far as the Rotten Tomatoes score. Yo, what is it now? It's like, well, it was before I saw it. It was at like 75, which put it like just above Attack of the Clones and Rogue the Phantom One? Menace. or Solo? No, Solo. I thought Solo was getting like pounded. It, it was. It, it was It was one of the... It was in the bottom end. And let's see where we are. Started from the bottom. Now they're at 71% with 71 critics pr- and 65 with audience. That's still low. I think compared it's still kind of low. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I think it deserves a little better than that. Mm-hmm. Um, w- criticisms of the movie. Okay. Uh, the L three robot. Yeah. Wasn't digging the L three robot. I didn't mind it, it. It was a little too much for I, me. I didn't mind it except that it it felt like we need a prerequisite droid in here, a sassy droid, just like in Rogue One, just like in Rogue One. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know, I kind of like Alan Tudyk's take on it better than that. Although I do like. The idea that uh, the soul of L three like lives on in, in the Millennium Falcon. Falcon, I do. Li- and now I dig every that time too. going back and watching to uh, watching Han like caress it to come on, hang in with me, girl. Yeah, he's actually it's more of an entity that he's speaking to instead of just a man in his car. Hear me, baby, hold together. That's right. <laughs> the uh, the Donald Glover is Lando Calrissian. Fucking fantastic. So good. He's the anytime he's on screen, he's the highlight. I love, and, and he was flat out doing an impersonation, but it didn't. It, 
It didn't feel like it no. was an impersonation. It was just like, yeah, this is exactly what I imagine young Lando. And I also love the bait and switch they did with uh, him winning the Falcon. Uh-huh. Because the whole time in the you're teaser... You're expecting that Han's like, going to win it. Here we go. We know how it plays out. And I, I even kind of found myself being like, oh, okay, let's just get this over with. We know where it's going. Uh-huh. And then to see him lose, and you're like, what? Yeah. Wait, what? What? Huh? And then uh, that payoff at the end... Comes back around. Comes back. That I thought was spot on. Yes. That was perfect. That was where you could really see Lawrence Kasdan having an affinity for the character and, and not wanting to take the easy way out sure. but still trying to st- stay true to that character. Well, and that, that was a great idea. And that's one of the examples of something that they they pick up from the original movies where Han notices the thing in his sleeve and does the whole, like, grabs his arm and gives him a hug yes, like yes. in Empire Strikes like Back. he does back to him. Yes. I loved that little callback. <laughs> see, George Lucas, that's how you do it. Uh-huh. That's how you subtly make connections between these movies without fucking having Greedo there as a yeah. young child. Although Greedo, a, a Greedo was in this movie. Yeah, it's it just a, a race Like a great though. Greedo. Yeah. Um, the, also, the I hate you, I know. D- did you catch that? Oh, my God, no. Did Where he do Land, that with Land, Lando says Lando says to Han, I oh, hate you. Oh, that's right. And Han says, I know. Or Han, I got a good feeling about this. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Although they cut out one of my favorite parts from the trailer, where uh, he's on the he's in the oh the, the I'm the fine and he's like I'm we're, I, yeah, we're, fine. we're fine we're all fine thought it was gonna be bad there but we're good <laughs> that was a nice callback to the uh-huh. uh, from a new hope yeah but, uh, didn't make the but there was enough in there and it was a fun heist movie like it, it really it, it wasn't you know, fun the, that heist is done and over with before the end of the second act mm-hmm. like I thought more of the film was going to revolve around there and actually again nice to see that they kind of front-loaded the movie with everything that was in the trailer and then kind of kept you... Well, I don't know where it goes from here because I feel like I've seen everything I've seen everything that was in the trailers. Still some surprises. Although one surprise I could have done without. What's that? Oh, the Darth Maul? The big surprise. The big reveal that everyone was hinting at. Joe, of all the... So I I went through this roller coaster of emotions where um, when I first heard... You know, they 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 they'd be uh, reintroducing some characters from old. My, my initial thing was like Jabba. Well, Jabba's yeah. obvious. Jabba's. We got to yeah. get Jabba in here because he works for him. We got to see the, him drop the spice at the first sight of an yeah. imperial cruiser. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's probably a little farther on in his career. Even and I, I get, get boarded sometimes. I get it that they're trying to save it for a sequel that will probably never happen, right? Based on the box office. Oh no, it'll happen. You think they're going to make a solo two? D- yes. It's still fifty I think million. They, I think. I think they it, will. It's they're. Going to be hard pressed to make their money back at this point. Oh, really? you think they're not going to make it up with the next Star Wars film? Uh, that it's not going to make up the difference. What do you with, mean with the next with Episode Nine? Yeah, but that's that's not how these movies work. They no, have to... Disney owns the franchise. They, yeah. they will they will make I know, more. But of why this. would they waste time making a solo sequel when people weren't when audiences weren't receptive to it when they could make a an Obi One story? I think time's still going to tell, but I think that is what's going to be the next thing. I think there's going to be an Obi Wan story. I think so too. And I think that's where this Darth Maul character is going to come into play. Uh, I think so too. But still, this is the first time w- where we have a a Star Wars film. Where that is reliance on you having seen or at least heard of. Okay, wait, wait. What are we talking about? So you're talking, talking about, about Darth like they're going to straight up make a sequel to Solo? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They're Call making it duo. Uh, <laughs> no, I no, I don't think they're ever going to. I don't think they're ever going to sequelize any of the Star Wars I think, stories. I think that's what like, they were trying to do. No, kind of like with Rogue One. Like it's a standalone. It's a single Star Wars story. And uh, Solo, a Star Wars story. But I think away... the sequel to Solo will be. Obi-Wan, a Star Wars you think, story. And you think Solo will show up in that 
film? I think, I think yes. I think that we will well, see Han Solo. they can't have met each other before. No, they won't have. They don't have to have met each other be for like Alden Ehrenreich to show up. Two separate stories going on. I think along. it's going to be the very end of the fucking movie is going to be oh, like well, I think that's a bad five years too. later, and it's going to be Alden Ehrenreich sitting there in the Tatooine Cantina or whatever. But that's not where this, I mean, this film clearly leaves with like a cliffhanger. Does it? Yes. Because it feels like it backs up pretty fucking closely well, to where why didn't they kill starts. Kira? I thought for sure they were going to kill Kira. No, I'm talking about from the from the Han Solo standpoint. This movie backs up pretty close to A New Hope. Kira and and Darth Maul they could do their own thing, and that could end up being an Obi Wan deal. We don't have to bring Kira back. We don't or Han back to face with Kira. I, I just, like that. We don't need that closure. But it doesn't. That wasn't the point it's of not the about movie. Closure. It's like why would you make a film about Kira that doesn't have Han it wasn't Solo about in it anymore? Kira. I know. Well, that's what, and it's the next one's so not going to be about Kira either. So just kill her off then. Make a clean slate. They I'm probably saying, will. I'm saying they kept her around because they were going to kind of wait and see how receptive audiences were to this film and then potentially do a, uh, do, a do a duo. Yes. Like you yeah. said. Yeah. You know, it, uh, yes, they did. And that's where this Darth Maul reference really just kind of pisses me off because it's like, bitch... I'm not watching your cartoons. I'm sorry. I'm not reading your expanded galaxy. Well, and I watch I Star think, Wars films, and I don't think it connects. I don't think it's going to be canon to the cartoons. I, yes, it yes. is. Yeah, every there is now one Disney Star Wars universe, and mm-hmm. everything has to fit within it. Whether, so, so we're no saying that medium. Rebels feeds into exactly yes. what's going on, yeah. and the, and the new TV shows will, and the other films that are coming out, the other I two trilogies. I don't know if they're going to stick with that because yes, it's like the that, Marvel Cinematic by that Universe. logic. By that logic, that means that Darth Maul won't be involved in an Obi Wan movie because that's not how Rebels has worked out. Because he's killed him. Yes. 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 Yeah. So over. it's going to be a different story. Like it'll he'll be in a different movie. Yeah. He shouldn't be in that. So he'll be in the Boba Fett. Film. That's what I'm saying. But he'll yeah. But then that. that wouldn't make any fucking sense either. And How are you going to make sense? Darth Maul going to be like the big bad in a Boba Fett movie? Well, this is the problem. They shouldn't have brought him back. Yeah. They should not have. So I was I was I was uh, resigned to Jabba the Hutt not being in it, and then for a while I was like, oh shit, Boba Fett. This could be Boba Fett. Yeah. We'll get to see how Han and Boba Fett first met. Yeah. And then no. It's fucking Darth Maul. Darth Maul. Darth, the, the cameo that nobody asked for, that nobody wanted, audiences had and collectively and forgotten him. And that's why him. I think they're going to say, you know what, we're going we're gonna to just kind of, we're going to ignore the rules a little bit on this one, and we're going to put Darth Maul in the Obi-Wan but movie. Le- because that's the thing that makes sense financially. It's the thing that makes sense from a narrative standpoint, is to have... Round two of Obi Wan versus Darth Maul. I mean that would that would be nice, but then yeah, they'd have to just like f- do a film version of what they've already done in the cartoons, assuming it's all canon. But you're saying you think they can I, divert I th- from that? I think they will. Right. It, 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 I thought I remember reading somewhere that when from the minute Disney signed that check to Star Wars, they're like, okay, we're wiping everything clean, but we have the right to pick and choose, and everything henceforth is now part of this new but, Disney Star Wars canon. But let's talk about the uh, the canon, the, the Marvel Cinematic Universe canon and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Some of that doesn't cleanly play into the MCU. I thought it did. It, it, it doesn't. <laughs> There's There are a few things that it just doesn't cleanly play into oh, it. really? So I think they can they can play around right, with the rules right. on this one. I, it, Regardless of what they do with it? From a film standpoint, it would make the most sense if they did. I, I, I like that. I do like the idea of seeing Obi-Wan and Darth Maul if he has to come back, which I don't think he does. Um, I, listen, there was a missed opportunity, right? They killed him off. Get over it. Let's, let's invent some other new characters. Yeah. It should have been, been Jabba the Hutt. It should have been, been Ara Singh. 
or, or, or IG88 some, or something. IG8 or Bosk. Bosk. He makes it. Dengar. He gets a reference. In yes, the he does. Solo. I liked it. I liked how they referenced. There were a few things that they referenced in this movie it's that just, I thought was really creative. Uh, when Kira takes everybody down in that uh, in that boardroom, and L three asks like, "What was that?" And she's like, "It's Tarascasi." Oh, Which is yeah. awesome because like this is that is such an obscure Star Wars reference, yeah. And it goes back to like a PlayStation game called Star Wars Masters of Tarascasi, yeah, yeah. which was like a virtual fighter but with Star Wars characters. Yeah, it was their version of Kung Fu. Yeah, it, it was. That's so cool though that they took this really obscure thing and went. You know what? Let's throw it in there. And you never see it. It's behind a closed door. You just see L 3s reaction. She's <laughs> yes. like, "Whoa, uh huh." That was a nice. Moment. It was overall. It was it was fun and it was nice to see like. Even though I like Han Solo as a pirate, and I, I wish that this movie had given him and Chewie a little bit more time between it and A New Hope, where the Solo becoming a loner and 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 only taking what was his, being a pirate, as Lando Calrissian would call him, being a pirate and establishing that a little bit more before we got into the A New Hope, into that story. Because in this, it's like he kind of inadvertently helps plant the seeds of the rebellion. For the rebellion, yeah. And then like... See ya. It's like three... From here, it's like conceivably two years later, he's helping the rebels you know, at the Battle of Yavin. You're, you're saying that, but I don't think the timeline is that compressed. You don't think it's that close? I think they're. Uh, I think he's supposed to be a little younger than uh, he actually ends up being. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't think this is like... Three years prior to A New Hope. I okay. got the feeling it was like 10 or 15 God, years. I got the feeling like it was just like... Because he's Which like, I let's, let's go to Tatooine. There's a guy there that needs a job. And I'm a, I'm assuming, and that's my problem, is that I'm assuming it, that this job is going to be the spice transport it's that Jabba. he ends up... It's Jabba. We'll but it's going to be the, It's going to be the spice transport that he ends up dumping. Yeah. And then now he's got a price on his head. And that leads us right to A New Hope. All right. Yeah, fair enough. I, yeah, that could work. I don't know. I, I got the idea that uh, he did years of service under Jabba before... That one failed job. Yeah. But. But. <laughs> <laughs> um, what else with this movie? Woody Harrelson's character. Woody Harrelson's great. I dig him, and I love that. Almost like with the beginning of Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, you see the DNA of Han Solo mm-hmm. in the Woody Harrelson character. He might as well just hand his hat yeah, over to exactly. him. Exactly. But yeah. it's not done in like such a Actually, you know, he, too much on the nose kind of way. He does give him his pistol. I uh-huh. guess that is the version of it, isn't it? Gives him his pistol. Yeah. There's blaster. And, and at the end, if there was ever any question... Han shoots first. Yes. When there's about to be a showdown. I love that. That was kind of a big fuck you. Yes. To, uh, yes, it was. Nope. Our Han Solo it, does shoot first. If you ever had any doubt, Han will fucking shoot and then ask questions later. That's right. Uh, God, it was it was it was great. It was fun. Um, what do you think of the Paul Bettany, Bettany character? I liked it. Yeah. I I liked him because we've we've seen characters like that at least in the in the books. Uh, you've seen a lot of characters like that. He hearkened back to characters like Prince Chizor yeah. from yes. Shadows of the Empire. Yeah. Uh, I loved his the design of his yacht, his uh, yeah, his the ship. vertical. Uh, it was so neat. It's kind of uh, Slave One ish, which um, in that sense, which also leads to the thing that I, it frustrated me. Mm-hmm. Just the uh, the oh, the random happenstance that Kira just happens to be on this ship. The one thing that Han Solo is looking for. Yeah. And she happens to be here already. Pretty small universe. Which kind of eliminates the story I was really interested in up to that point of like, so what's he going to do? How is he going to go back and get her? Yeah. He doesn't have to now. Doesn't have to. So, all right. I guess that's cool. But then we set it up so she has to go with him on this this caper. Mm-hmm. And I'm okay with that. Yeah. Uh, again, really fun. Uh, the, the Kessel Run sequence I thought was mm-hmm. really great. Yeah, I like that idea. Uh, and, and I thought... 
watching the trailers, I thought I was going to just eye roll the entire time through it. Because and and I didn't. I, I enjoyed it. I was invested in what was going on there. I wish it would have come out maybe six months later. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what they were thinking having it come out six months after Last Jedi. Yeah. And, and now with the two TV series and the two more trilogies after Episode Nine. They need to spread these out a little bit, or they're mm-hmm. gonna they're gonna Star Trek themselves into uh, into darkness. Yes, <laughs> let's see what you did there. Uh, but overall, I liked it. Go check it out. Yeah, yeah, I I, I recommend it. It's it's a fun movie, and uh, and you would be doing yourself a favor uh, if you've been staying away from it because oh, I just I've heard bad things, yeah. and I think it, it looks like. Cra- You'd be doing yourself a favor if you just gave yourself yeah. uh, gave it a chance and watched it. And forget about where Darth Maul came from. Don't worry, it's inconsequential to this film. And yeah. hopefully we'll never have to see him again. Yeah. You've been listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. That's fucking gold.